And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett. Today on the show, Julia Scotty. In a two-part special, she shares the story of their new documentary about their life. Uh, And who's your headliner this year? Bristol Pride announced their main act for 2023. All here today, right with us here on Shout Out. Do you know what went through my head when I said she shares? She shares? She shares seashells oh, on the right. back. Sure, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I nearly stumbled because that entered my head. <laughs> so, isn't yes, it nice the clock's gone stuff. forward as well? Oh, it's nice, yes. isn't it? Yes. It's like it's, it's, we're broadcasting in the daylight. It's yes, yes. Yes, indeed. Again, we did the same last year. <laughs> no, I know. I know but, Except yeah. for any listeners in Australia or New Zealand, where, of course, it's uh, coming in towards the winter now. Or the autumn. Oh, yeah. yeah. The autumn. I wonder how you ever get used to having that blood rush to your head standing upside down all the time. <laughs> right, do you want to do the, <laughs> the physics lesson or shall I? <laughs> Yes. You mean the earth's not flat? <laughs> oh, oh, you're not no. one of those flat earthers, <laughs> oh, are you? Oh, have you seen it? Where the, um, I think it was people surfing. <laughs> they were going over the edge. <laughs> so, um, on a more serious note, actually, we should say um, huge condolences to um, um, Paul O'Grady's um, other Paul half. Grady, yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Mean, the, Andre Portacio, yeah. his name is, yeah. That was so sad. It I was, was very sad. I was so I was shocked. Very shocked. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I remember absolutely loving Lily Savage, and I've always, yeah. I, a lot of people I know re- remember him from, you know, the 90s on, on TV. <laughs> yes. I just didn't realise he had been so influential in LGBT equality as well. Mm, I was reading up yeah. about the fact that in the early 90s he used to perform, a, um, I think it was a Vauxhall Tavern. Oh, Vauxhall Tavern, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and the police raided once and turned up with um, um, rubber gloves on. Yeah, because, that was. Yeah. Because they, they were afraid of HIV and AIDS and all that. And apparently uh, Lily Savage just turned around and said, oh, look, you've come to help with the washing up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was very witty. Yeah, that happened in 1987. And, uh, yeah, he was he was very angry about it and actually mm-hmm. insisted that they, they should apologise to him for that. But you're right, he did speak out on LGBTQ uh, equality a great mm. deal. He was on the front cover of one of the very first editions of Gay Times, I bought, mm. which is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he so, spoke out yeah. recently about trans rights as well, which was good because yeah. a lot of people are keeping their heads below the parapet, aren't they, at the Yes. Yeah. yeah, no, he was a, no, he was a, a hero. big champion. And and really loved as well. I was on the mm. bus this morning and people who, you know, you wouldn't think would speak about gay rights or anything relating to that were like saying, oh, isn't it a shame Paul O'Grady died? I feel so sorry for his husband and what a lovely man he was. Mm. And he loved all the animals, didn't he? Because he kept, mm. kept sort of small holding in that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he was, was a really loved public figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. I loved that Radio 2 show that he did. 
I, n- I never heard it. Oh, I, I just, it my so my fond memories of, of him doing things like blankety blank. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were just yeah. hilarious. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. What what, what a loss. Um, and um, our hearts go out to him. And, it was uh, very interesting to see family. the front pages of the newspapers this morning on the, who mentioned it, and um, obviously the. the Paul's death was on the front page of nearly all of them, and I say Even the nearly all of them. Yeah, yes. Daily Mail, no mention, but the Telegraph had one side. Their splash was about trans kids being um, allowed to self-declare at their schools, so that was huge for them. Oh, you know, yeah, what about parental control? But uh, what was bad was the side flash where it said. Um, where it said Paul died and that they called him a, a foul-mouthed drag queen. Well, not, not even worth mentioning. I wouldn't bother reading it personally. No, it, well, I was looking at the front pages. Yeah. It's my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No comment. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, not, 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 number not of things about the Daily Tory graph. Not, yeah. not worth yeah. the, the, the Well, the let's hope so. Elton John et al. bring the Daily Mail down. <laughs> like, yes. the, like the news of the world was. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes like they, they went out of business. Today. Anyway, um, this is your piece. Do you want to intro it? Yes, um, Julia Scotti is now. The film is out tomorrow. It's um, is in the form of a, a documentary about about her life as a trans woman growing up and um, great comedian, and was on the circuit right throughout the US. Um, great, great story. Now, in part two, part two, we let the tape roll because we'd finished the interview for part one and we thought well that's it we'll wrap up but we we kept chatting but there was uh, such a good chat we pe- pe- so should, kept should, it in as we, part two should we let them hear it go then, then yeah. Andy <laughs> well <laughs> listeners of Shout Out we get to travel around the planet quite quite a lot and uh, but we haven't for a long time been to New York but we're going back there right now and uh, we've got Julia Scotty. Julia, you've got something very special coming out, haven't you? On the, is it the 31st? 31st of March, yep. uh, Susan Sandler's brilliant documentary. And, and I say it's brilliant, not because it's about me, but because it's a brilliant documentary. It's called Julia Scotty, Funny That Way. It's being released in the UK and Ireland, streaming on Amazon and Bohemia Euphoria. Okay. Just in time for Transgender Day of Visibility. Exactly. Just going to say that. Yeah, perfect timing. Perfect timing. Now, let's take you right back. Because funnily enough, we're the same age. So although we were in different countries, those experiences and confusion in that will be quite similar, I guess. So take us back to your childhood, Julia. What it was like growing up with that struggle of gender dysphoria? Um, Back then, it wasn't. There wasn't, it, there wasn't a, quote, gender dysphoria, you know, name, there wasn't a name for it. I just felt, always felt kind of odd and out of place and I knew that I didn't fit in well with the boys. And uh, and it was a struggle all my life thinking that maybe I was gay and, and, and that wasn't the case either. And so it wasn't until I hit almost 50 that it, it came to, uh, I came to realize what the issue was. How was that for you? Was there, was there things that built up to that point? Um, what, what sort of, was there a sort of a turn of events going from 49, 50, 51? Uh, it was a thing that built up because, you know, when, it, when you can't, when you, when you can't put a name to yourself, you can't put a label on what you are and you're running out of alternatives, you start to get desperate. And I was, I was getting suicidal until uh, uh, my Kate 
uh, who you see in the movie, uh, uh, helped me understand who I was. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Because the the listeners won't have won't have seen it yet, and I'm sure many many will. Um, okay. But, but what happened there? Well, she she was uh, she was the love of my life. She still is, uh, although we're not together. And she helped me to. Uh, I had this series of just soul crushing um, relationship events in my life, and, and it, she's a therapist. She was and she's a psychologist, and she was able to help me understand what the issue was finally and once it did it was the light just went on in, in, inside and I realized who I was and what I was and from that point on it I don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't but it was a lot easier knowing who I was uh, and moving forward that way now you became quite famous from the the 80s onwards as a, a comedian you, you toured with some famous people didn't you I've been very blessed in my career. Yeah, I uh, I've opened for a whole bunch of really cool people, uh, and and it was I, while I was never a household name, I was pretty well known in the community, in the comedy community. What brought you to comedy? A uh, pain. Mm. It's the same thing that brings every comic to comedy: yeah. a feeling like an outsider, an other, uh, horrible childhood, all of that. You know, it's a, it's the standard story but it's very true mm. you know when we work through our pain uh, mm. on stage were you bullied at school and, and college no I, wa I wasn't bullied in school and I didn't go to college till I was almost I was 50 when I graduated so I was uh, I was a late bloomer but no I wasn't bullied but um, I had a very bad home life growing up and a bad childhood and et cetera, et cetera. and Susan to her credit in the movie doesn't really dwell on that because it wasn't right susan was that it wasn't a big part of what you mm -hmm. needed to know correct yep so we, we sorry no over to you susan that's what i was going to say <laughs> <laughs> julia was incredibly generous in allowing me and my camera into her life for five years as we shot a film that uh, followed her return to comedy her children's return to her life after a 15-year estrangement and this wonderful opening of doors for her in her career as more and more people fall in love with her as um, I'm happy to say this film is really a love letter to her in so many ways as you will see um, people tell me they do fall in love with her watching this film there's you know such an openness and vulnerability and a willingness to share her public and private um, in a way that is really brave and from from my eye as a filmmaker miraculous you know just a miraculous gift so i'm extremely grateful to her for that gosh what a lovely way to put it and uh i, I was wondering uh julia what brought you to the point that you wanted uh to to do this documentary and did you know or sort of expect it to be five years and how was those five years for you <laughs> Wow, there's a lot that packed a lot into that question. <laughs> I, I, had, I had never thought of doing a documentary. I'm, I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> so I met Susan uh, in Nantucket. We did, I did a show up there, and she, you know, we we talked after the show and went out for, for drinks. And at that point, I was going thinking about doing a one woman show. And if you know Susan's history uh, as a writer and as a, as a uh, well as a writer, she, she's written like a, a major motion picture so in a play 
and she was offering to help me out. And Susan, you want to pick up what happened after that when we got back? Yeah, we we started working. um, My background is largely in the theater, and I was going to help Julia put together a one-woman show, which is a lot of what comedians often do um, in moving from their sets to a theatrical setting to tell their story. So I started to interview her, and we would have these long conversations late into the night. And the more I heard, the more I realized this wanted to be a documentary and when i realized the you know the wealth of archival material the then and now of her evolution um everything about her story that was so dynamic and beautiful that's what we began to talk about and she as i said you know was extraordinarily generous in opening the door to every corner of her life every corner <laughs> talk, talk to us about what every every corner means you shared about the estrangement with your children um and yeah. and that was in um in the trailer as well mm-hmm. um and i imagine that within the documentary that gets gets talked about and uh, that yes. your children are are present in it my children uh yeah i'll just briefly uh when i came out to them it began a 14-year estrangement, uh, a very painful period in my life. Uh, and, you know, and the, and it followed, the movie follows that, you know, how it, how it resolved itself. And I, I can, I'm not speaking out of school here, but when I say that we are, we have reconciled, you know, my, my kids and I, and it makes me very, very happy. Well, I, c- I can imagine that's a long time to um to be uh, apart from from your children and um i'm really glad that you're at the point that you're at now yeah and and i'm glad that sh- that susan was there to record it and yeah. you know and document it. it it uh i didn't realize at the time how important you know this movie was going to be to me uh and 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 the world the response we've gotten from it is uh, it's 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 wonderful people <laughs> people's responses so did you find it really cathartic then i guess of of having your whole life story and then looking back at all that pain and anguish you've been through and now you've come out the other side and still standing tall that's the thing it's it's come and i tell this to people who are just beginning their transition you're in a story right now and like any good story there's a beginning there's a middle and then there's a resolution at the end and you're not you're not at the end you're still going through that story i've come out the other side of my transition and i can tell you that life is beautiful here if you just stay the course and don't give in to the hate and don't give in to people uh wanting to hurt you constantly they're hurting you because they don't understand you and they're ignorant but you love yourself that's the thing that's going to see you through this whole transition loving yourself because when you come out of it, you're this wonderful creation, this wonderful creature. You know, mm. um, I'm very happy being who I am. Mm. How was it for you um, walking back onto that stage, and when did that that happen after your transition? It happened in 2000. And, oh, I want to say 11, right? Susan was about 2011, mm-hmm. and I and I was petrified. Because I hadn't been on stage in 10 years, and I was petrified because I knew that I would have to deal with the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is, you know, uh, being trans. And and I just made up my mind. I said, I'm going to, I, my two criteria are to be totally honest and to be fearless up there. And it, it took a little while to 
to get my my skills back but once i did there was this freedom on stage that i had never experienced as rick i i, I mean i could I, I felt like i could fly up there you know just soar right over the crowd <laughs> it was great that is great. You you were talking earlier about um, that that it's pain that often brings people um, to comedy, and uh, mm-hmm. you've also talked about the freedom that you've had since uh, transitioning and uh, being able to be you. So I wondered if there's been a difference with the way that you write and with what you share with the audience now as a comic. Yes, uh, the stuff I did or before pre-transition, uh, I didn't know how to be a man. And so I would watch other male comics and kind of pattern my comedy after that. There's a section in the movie, like I don't know, we would talk about, you know the one I'm talking about, Susan? Mm-hmm. Uh, where I, I, I distrance people in this thing. And I, and I watched, the first time I watched it, I was, I was, I was watching it with my son. You see it in the movie and I was like, oh my God, what a horrible human being I was. But I, I've come to understand from other people who've seen it that many trans people go through that. You, 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 fight, you fight so hard to not admit who and what you are that you become one of them in order to just survive, you know. And so I regret having done that. And now my writing reflects that. I'm pr- like I said, I'm proud of who I am. And uh, I... I I don't need to make an excuse for who I am to anybody. You know, if you don't like me, change the channel. Don't come to my show. I don't give a yeah. rat's ass. Yep, indeed, Julia. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Um, Susan, tell us about the info because we're fast running out of time, but we want to get all the details in because all mm-hmm. our listeners are going to be wanting to switch on, find out uh, what your socials are to start following you and Great. all the information about the release of the documentary. Yes, thank you so much. Um, the glorious day is March 31, um, when the film will be available through Bohemia Euphoria, wonderful Bohemia Euphoria that gives voice to all kinds of filmmakers and underrepresented voices, and on Amazon Prime in the UK and Ireland. Um, we are to be followed at Julia Scotty Film on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, we have a lot of wonderful s- snippets of the film and Julia's comedy. There's also the wonderful Julia Scotty comedy Instagram where you can visit Julia and find out all about what she's up to and her albums that are coming out on uh, 800 Pound Gorilla. Um, fabulous album. And the film will be available for you to see and experience and share with your friends. We're talking about having some watch parties with uh, Bohemia Euphoria, which will be really fun, and some Q&As with me and Julia after the film, which will be really delightful uh, for people who order early, and those order early uh, info will be on our social media. So we're so excited to share this beautiful film. It's, It's a gift to our audiences to meet Julia and to fall in love with her. And and the, the joyful experience that she brings to us is so needed in the world now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so honored to be a part of telling that story. Yeah, indeed, there is a big fight uh, going on between the trans community and the, the hard right wing uh, right across the world, not just in the States. 
um, and it, it's not nice being on the, the what seems like the wrong, wrong side of politics all of a sudden because maybe two years ago it was absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I think Julia's story is such great medicine for all of that nastiness that's being floated and used as a as a tool to distract people from other politics. Um, and her story of affirmation and joy and acceptance and humor um, and absolute visibility to have that uh, be announced on March 31 is pure joy for us. And we we look forward to hearing from your audiences directly on our social. We love to hear from you. Okay. I think it's going to give a lot of people a lot of hope at a time um, that, uh, you know, it's just so well timed. Thank you so, so much for speaking thank you. with us today. Uh, thank you for having us. Thank you, Susan Sandler, Julia Scotty, and um, break a leg. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Cool, that's going back a bit. That's 1994, that song. That's a No Mercy and uh, Where Do You Go? A big club hit back then. It was. I remember it well. Mm. Steph was too old to be clubbing by then. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you say that, but I didn't do much clubbing before transition. I transitioned uh, 50 and then went absolutely wild and was driving up to London for, you know, to the way out club and driving back the same night, going to Flamingos every other weekend and staying out till four. <laughs> the thing is, all my mates were in their like late 20s, early 30s. So well, you're still reliving your youth now. Am I? <laughs> yeah, I know you well enough. <laughs> Me youth. <laughs> still got a brain like a 20-year-old, DJing and partying. DJing and, and all the club yeah. music yeah. you play. I, I, you I just have to be in bed by 8 o'clock now. That's the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not... I don't feel like I'm approaching 70 this summer. And it'll be my 20th anniversary of transition as well. Will it? Big yeah. party, big party. Yeah. So can, can you claim your 20 as well? 20, yeah, well, I'm going to have two. J- yeah, July, d- July the 17th, I'll be, tw- <laughs> be 20. And, and the uh, 25th, I'll be 70. <laughs> Still. Anyway, yeah, no, that's a bit of a blast from the past, it that one. I've got another one coming for you later as well, which I'll, I'll say for um, after the news. Can so, I dance but- to that one as well? You, you, you can, you'll remember it. Again, it was around the same kind of time, like 94-ish, I think. So, Vintage, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, should we get some news headlines? Yeah. This is Showtime News on Thursday the 30th of March. Tributes have been pouring in for the comic genius and gay hero Paul O'Grady, MBE, who was passed on at the age of 67. He passed unexpectedly but peacefully on Tuesday evening, his partner Andre Portasio said in a statement. BBC News Channel notes that O'Grady began performing on the gay cabaret circuit with his drag queen persona Lily Savage during the 1970s before breaking through to mainstream success in the 90s. He presented the hit quiz programme Blankety Blank before retiring Savage and going on to host television programmes as himself. Mr O'Grady was an advocate for animal welfare and presented the long-running Channel 4 series For the Love of Dogs. Mr Portasio said in his statement... 
he will be greatly missed by his loved ones, friends, family, animals, and all those who enjoyed his humour, wit, and compassion. And I know that he would want me to thank you for all the love you have shown him over the years. The Guardian newspaper says that a 300-page report by Dame Louise Carey, which was commissioned in the wake of the murder of Sarah Everard, has found that the Metropolitan Police are institutionally racist, misogynist and homophobic. Andrea Simon, director of the End Violence Against Women Coalition, said this damning report leaves the Met nowhere to hide when it comes to the depth of its problems with institutional misogyny, racism and homophobia. Jamie Klinger, the co-founder of Reclaim These Streets, a social justice organisation, added, The Met is racist, sexist and homophobic. No more whataboutery and no more talk of bad apples. This is root and branch. In the House of Commons, Yvette Cooper from the Labour Shadow Cabinet drew attention to the Home Secretary Suella Braverman's attempts to stop the Met from discussing issues which the Tory papers consider woke, such as racism. Cooper said, The Home Secretary rightly says she wants discrimination tackled in all its forms, but then she has been telling police forces the opposite and not to focus on those issues. So where is her plan now, she said. Pink News reports that the already highly anti-gay state of Uganda has been trying once again to divert attention from its economic failings and poor quality of living by blaming LGBTQIA plus people. New law, which many say will be difficult to enforce, takes advantage of highly conservative attitudes in the country to make any reference or support for gay or trans people punishable. The BBC News Channel says that so extreme is the new law that even saying you are gay could land you life imprisonment. Human rights groups note that the country's parliament has been bankrolled by extreme religious organisations in the United States. On to news in brief now, and Liverpool Live Local Radio reports that Liverpool City Council is working with local charity Sahir House and a range of partners to undertake a health needs assessment with local LGBT plus communities to better understand their experiences and the health inequalities they face. The survey is open until Monday the 3rd of April and LGBTQ plus people aged 16 or over are encouraged to take part at liverpool.gov.uk forward slash LGBTQ needs. LGBTQ Nation Newswire reports that neo-Nazi groups formed an alliance with anti-transgender campaigners at a far-right rally at Victoria State Assembly in Australia on March the 18th. Australia's ABC television took footage which showed Nazis giving Adolf Hitler salutes alongside anti-trans activists. The organiser of the rally, a British anti-trans campaigner called Kelly J. Keynes Minshall, later claimed in an internet interview that the Nazis were police infiltrators in disguise, although there is no evidence for this conspiracy theory. LGBTQ Nation says that despite the alliance between anti-trans and Nazi groups, there were many more counter-protesters who chanted, you can't hide, there's Nazis on your side. Hundreds of people, including a wide range of LGBTQIA+, and progressive parties, joined forces in the Italian city of Milan to protest against the impact of the far-right government, which, for the first time since Mussolini's day, includes open fascists. Milan had been registering children as same-sex couples conceived overseas through surrogacy, which is illegal within Italy, but its centre-left mayor revealed last week that this had stopped after the right-wing interior ministry sent a letter saying that the courts needed to decide. 
Radio Free Scaro, a leading Doctor Who podcast, reports that a second season of the spin-off audio series Red Acted is to take place, but without the talents of season one producer Ella Watts, who is a queer woman and who has centred LGBTQIA plus experience in the series. Ella, who began her career in community radio and podcasting and worked with Shoutout in the middle of the last decade, noted that this was not the first time that an LGBTQIA plus woman has been replaced by a man. No reason has been given by the BBC. Despite the upsetting news, Doctor Who fans united to wish Ella well. Everyone's favourite gay vicar, the Reverend Richard Coles, has been forced to step down from the BBC Radio 4 magazine programme Saturday Live after the corporation moved production suddenly to Cardiff. Reverend Coles expressed sadness that his 12 years on the show had been so quickly brought to an end. Many commentators have criticised the BBC for the way it handled the change. Bristol Independent newspaper B247 has published its spring edition. The LGBT plus pages include a look at the changing face of the city's old market area some 25 years after it first became known as the Gay Village of the West Country. LGBTQIA plus radio station Glitterbeam has joined the DAB plus radio services in the city of Coventry. The small-scale DAB service allows minority service radio stations to get on the air relatively cheaply in major urban areas. Glitterbeam joins other gay radio services, including Gaydio and Gorgeous FM in the Midlands. And finally, shortwave listeners uh, reported on Wednesday evening a rare find in Europe. On shortwave radio 7,610 kHz, they heard Radio Rangin Kaman, an LGBT plus Persian language radio service that beams into Iran on satellite and shortwave transmitters which are located in freer countries. Radio Rangin Kaman is beamed into Iran nightly on its shortwave channel in order to reach LGBT plus people who may not use the web or satellite dishes. Well, that's it for the news this week. Check out our website for more at shoutoutradio.lgbt and keep in touch with one of the many LGBT plus news feeds, podcasts and radio services available. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. Shoutout News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. After we'd finished the original recording with uh, Julia and Susan, we actually continued recording and there was a lovely story. And so we decided to play this out. So here is Julia Scotty, part two. I was with a young girl from the UK and and we were in our room, we were sharing a room, and, and she was crying, terror, you know, scared crying, because uh, it is a scary experience to go through. And so I, I went over, I was holding her, and, I, and she said to me, you know, I said to her, aren't you happy, though, we're going to be the women we've always dreamed ourselves to be? And she looked at me, and she was all of 23. She said, you know, we are women, but we're not. And and at the time I was aghast at that. I was like, "Oh, what do you mean? I'm a woman." And then, but it stayed with me all these years that we are women and we're not. And I used to think that that was a horrible thing to be. But over time, I realized I'm pretty goddamn special. Yeah, it is wonderful to be a woman and not. I have mm. lived on both sides of the you know the society. 
I have wisdom and knowledge that that a, that a uh, you know a cisgender woman doesn't have, mm. and so I'm glad that I'm I am woman and I am not. I'm everything. I'm yeah. everybody. But you look at um, the the U.S. history as well when the Europeans come over and foisted uh, religion on um, the indigenous population who already loved trans people yes. and gay people and just allowed True them spirits. exactly julia exactly mm-hmm. yeah and it was the europeans the white europeans who actually wrecked all that well they well, tried I, I think i think <laughs> Steffi, that we need to we as trans women we as trans people need to just say you know what i don't want to be cisgender it's no it's a lot more fun and a lot more interesting to be me to be trans i completely so, agree yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in your club. You know what? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to be in your club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's incredible. We were listening um, or reading and listening uh, to Eddie Izzard's new interview um, that came out today, and she was talking about uh, now choosing to use the name Susie Eddie Izzard and uh, she, her, or or he, him pronouns because she she doesn't mind. Um, and she doesn't mind if she's called Susie or Eddie. She just wants mm. people to be comfortable. And, and I, you know, she, she's a, a, a wonderful person, of course, a very talented mm. comic. And um, uh, she said, I think I'm a, a superhero. And I thought, yes, you she, are, and Susie. she's right, because, you know what? <laughs> she was there before any of us. Uh, yeah. She's been around and, and doing it, you know, and saying, you know, to the world. <laughs> Um, Absolutely, please. and, and it was—it's interesting because when she actually said, you know, it was on a TV show about the she/her uh, using she/her pronouns, some people seemed to be shocked. And I thought, I've grown up with Eddie Izzard. I don't know. I don't know. How, this has been thirty-seven years. Yeah. I don't With know how, how people are yeah. like oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. That's where we're. I think we all, you know, Eddie, me, and and the other girl whose name I can't. You mentioned Jordan. Earlier, the, yeah. Yeah, we should all do a special. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have like a like a you know. Uh, we want to get Julia to Edinburgh. Oh well, the Edinburgh Fringe. Yes. Oh, you'd be loved. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a festival I've always wanted to go to, and mm. a lot of my um, favorite. Um, I mean, I actually love a lot of comics, but some of the ones that have come to the to come into my life over the last few years have been because I was I saw didn't see them at the fringe because I've never actually been, but I was seeing all the publicity and watching all the videos. I was like, these people are mm. extraordinary. And We've interviewed so many people that have come through the Edinburgh Fringe yeah. that have come on the show to go on to do other things it's a good place yeah and, and people that are already pretty well established or maybe established in other countries um we've had that you know at the fringe as well where they're actually really no- well known where they're from and then they're coming to the fringe to experience edinburgh and and the people and uh the haggis i don't know if, if, if you've ever had haggis but the, uh, the I've, I've heard <laughs> yeah don't I've go near actually. it don't go near it we have, we have scrapple here in, in uh, oh what's in, that Scrapple is all the pig parts that ah. they can't make oh. anything else into. Yeah, that's about they, haggis. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They grind it up and they yeah. and they deep fry it. Oh, know? okay. Oh, they, they might deep fry haggis. I don't know. I've never had it. It's in the... They Sheep put skin. It, they, yeah, they put it in the sack, don't they? Yeah. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, the ball sack. So <laughs> I think we Mm-mm. should. All, I think we should all go out to breakfast now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I was just no. listening. I'm li- thinking there. Like I've always got out five thoughts at once. <laughs> just thinking. We've got from like J.K. Rowling to 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 Susie Eddie Izzard to Haggis, and I blame myself for the last bit. So apologies. Well, there. Ha- we could put J.K. Rowling in a ball sack full of ground. <laughs> yeah, we can. Well, yeah, let's make a <laughs> Haggis because she yeah. wrote Harry Potter in Edinburgh. That's right. in the elephant cafe and, and she's hanging from uh dame edna's yeah Edna, yeah gibbet <laughs> <laughs> have you got a yeah <laughs> do you want to well, know just... yes go ahead. i'll just I'm tell sorry. you an interesting fact but you might know already do you know that uh, jk rowling has a pseudonym of uh, richard galbraith and that's her like alter ego writer and it is he because she is not obviously trans but she uses that term Robert Galbraith and when all of this awful uh, stuff came to light about her behaviour because actually it was through amazing people on Twitter noticing that she was liking um, LGB Alliance uh, tweets so she wasn't saying anything she was just clearly liking a lot of these very hateful Twitter pages Um, people started to really delve deep and then they were like do you know what her the name she chose as a pseudonym for her crime thrillers um is based on so the name robert galbraith stood out to people because uh he was an american um psychiatrist who believed in conversion therapy and in the cure of uh of psychological problems such as homosexuality and being trans and i thought of all the names she could have chosen and her second to most recent uh, horror thriller is about a man in a dress who's a serial killer yet she still says and that's how she phrases it not a trans woman a man in a dress and I think and she's still saying that she's being attacked that that everybody's misunderstood her and it it, honestly it just blows my mind it just no I understand her completely yeah uh, she's a hateful thing yeah mm. yeah but but yeah. but you know as we're saying there's just so many wonderful people out there such important voices yours you know eddie Izzard, jordan gray all these people that are are feeling you know not just strong enough but the, the real desire to get up on a stage and make people laugh and take people on a journey that is also their journey and it sounds like that's that's what you're doing for people so I'm really glad that you got back on the stage and got on America's Got Talent as well. I am too. And uh, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank a person named Kathy Caldwell, who was the woman responsible. Who you meet in the me. film. She's in the film. You meet her okay. in the film, yeah. But she, she, uh, she's the one who got me on America's Got Talent uh, because of her efforts. So uh, she's an unsung hero. And I try to sing her praises whenever I can. That's wonderful. I've been blessed with a great team in my life. Susan is, yes. is one of the champions of my career. I mean, she's um, for no, you know, she doesn't make any money off of me. I'm just like a leech to her, you know. And, and but she's been so supportive with this film. I, I and I and I want to leave it with this. But this film, I've never seen a human being so devoted to a project for unselfish reasons just to get this story out. Uh, you talk about the allies to the LGBT community. Uh, Susan Sandler 
is is on the Mount Rushmore of allies oh. our community. So. That's lovely. That's so wonderful. And I'm so thank glad you. you've had one another to work with. And and, and again, thank mm. you so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, and if you ever you. want to come back to shout out, maybe after your movie's released, your yeah. documentary and the Edinburgh Fringe, of course, yeah. that you're going to be going and look us up because maybe we can get together and have a chat. We'd love to hear from you after you watch too. Be great yes, to have your okay. quote from me. Absolutely, absolutely. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. You, you do the same. Thank you again. All right. Uh, we'll say goodbye Bye-bye. for now. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. See you soon. What, what nice people. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT radio for you. Uh, right, uh, that, that was a bit of Scissors Sisters and the Filthy Gorgeous. So, shall we find Why out? Why did you play that, I Andy? have no idea. Yes. Should, Why? Should, should we find out? <laughs> Go on, then. Okay, so I'm here with Eve Russell and Darren Carter, who are the directors of Bristol Pride, and we're all very excited to hear about what's going to be happening um, this summer. Guys, take it away. Hi. Hi! Yeah, we are really excited to be able to announce our 2023 headliner is going to be the incredible Jake Shears. Um, we are just so excited to be able to bring this icon to Bristol. Um, Scissor Sisters frontman who will be just really bringing the party to the Downs on Saturday the 8th of July. Um, and yeah, we just can't wait. Really, really excited. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not all. No, we've got a load more names that we're announcing on Friday. So tune in to all our socials to catch those names. Yeah, we've got the biggest lineup for the festival this year. Um, obviously, Jake's going to be our headliner, but we've got so much more to be able to share with you. Um, and yeah, we just need to head over to the Bristol Pride website, so that's bristolpride.co.uk, for more information. And our supporter wristbands are available now. And they get you free bus travel on Pride Day. You access our shuttle service um, and, what's more, discounts on our food traders and bars as well. So you'll be saving money whilst helping make Bristol Pride happen. So head over to our website now and pick one of those up. And uh, there's not only the main stages there, Darren. We've got five stages this year. Yep, so five incredible stages. Um, that's the best thing about Pride. There's literally something for everyone. Um, we were on the show quite recently talking about our cabaret stage. They're being headlined by Raja O'Hara from RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, along with Tia Coffey from RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Um, but over 35 artists on the cabaret stage alone. And then we've also got our dance performance stage. We've got our collaboration uh, with Get Queer that'll be back this year but with some exciting new twists and we can't wait to share those with you um, and then we've also got our family and youth areas so there's so much going on at the festival um, but also don't forget we've got the parade march in the morning as well we've got a brand new 50 metre flag for the march which we're so excited to showcase to everybody yeah it's going to be really special this year and we just can't wait uh, to be back and to celebrate Pride with you all See you there. Ooh, well, there you go. So, yeah, Jake Spears. Cheers. 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 <laughs> is your, um, right. yes. is your um, 
a headline act for this year. Now, if you're listening to this, this is a re-record of the end of the show, especially for those of you listening on the stations that take us from Friday on, because during Thursday's live show, um, obviously the acts that are going to be on the stage were embargoed so we weren't able to announce them live on the show uh, so instead we are going to uh, let you know what they are now ah. i have a funny feeling steph's still looking it up is that what you're doing are you are you are you having a i've got them here on the screen if you okay go on then you read them out <laughs> okay fair enough um let's have a look um so alongside Jake's, Jake Shears, um, the LGBT charity has also announced their first wave of main stage artists, including Girls Aloud star Nadine Coyle. Oh, that's yeah. a strong accent right there. Yeah, 90s dance sensation Alison Limerick. Oh, great. Yes, I remember her. Hypnotised singer Sophie and the Giants. Yep. And Brit Award nominee Lady Hawk will also be performing. Fantastic lineup. Um, apparently there's a whole load of them there's 30 acts on the star-studded uh, cabaret stage as well um, including um, RuPaul's Drag Race winner Raja Hara I think that's how you say it please forgive me and Tia Coffee as well yeah, uh, will be right. there Coffee, yeah. Kofi well we had Alad and Darren on a few weeks yeah. back didn't we uh, announcing the the cabaret stage yeah so yeah so um, I think there's five stages again this year yep um, loads of different stuff and they, I remember Darren talking about it but we're going to have a listen actually it's the show before um, uh, the awards um, ceremony uh, where yeah. we talked about it yeah. um, and we had them, them on talking about all the things that were coming and the changes they've made to some of them so and we will be live we will from Pride so if you can't make it for whatever reason yeah you'll be able to well, listen listen yeah, in live we'll um, be bringing it to you as well yes part of our outreach programme so and and you get a a quite an exclusive thing as well because uh, unlike being there um, where you not you just hear the music on the stage we then also talk to the artists off the stage and find out lots of different things about them um, which is really worth um, a listen so even if you do go to the Pride Day itself it's often worth having a a listen back we do try and make sure that we stick as much up as we can um, after it will be lovely haven't they the people we've interviewed we've interviewed some really nice people oh we've had some great ones yeah. yeah Yeah. Heather Heather Small was Heather Small one of my favourites from um, people. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely meeting Snap as well. And yes. for you, when you lost it, <laughs> blue. blue with blue, blue yes, oh. <laughs> you yes. went all unnecessary. And for the first time ever in your life, probably lost for words. Uh, totally, totally, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did this on the Thursday recording, obviously, didn't we? So, um, but uh, but yeah. If you if you didn't hear that, it was um, it's one of the first times like I ran off and did an interview because it was one of the earlier prides that we did. It was on Castle Park, um, and I went off with Emma and we took um, handheld microphones. To go and record and interview them because that was the year they were doing their like comeback tour which I don't know if it really happened but and Duncan had come out as bisexual um, and it was really hot summer's day and they just come off the stage and they came out and I went up to ask a question with a microphone and just as I put the microphone um, in in their faces uh, they all took their tops off and I just went <laughs> that's going to get your attention isn't it <laughs> Certainly yes. get my attention. Uh, <laughs> uh, then Emma made them um, take a photo with me, and I kind of stood as far away as I, I thought could. You were going to say Emma made them take even more off then? How no, revealing no. did this get? Um, and um, and uh, yeah, they, they, and, <laughs> and Duncan nice literally place. grabbed me and put me in the middle between them. So I've got a lovely photo of me with blue either side. It was, well, yeah, nice. it was. I, I, I was a lot younger then. <laughs> It was about 10 years ago, I think. We've been yeah, doing this so, thing. It was your favourite so far. 
Don't know really. I loved Sophie Ellis Baxter. Yeah, she was lovely. Um, Sonique was quite. I know so- Sophie brought her baby along, newborn, with oh, with the huge defenders, yeah, pink muffs on, yeah, because it was noisy. It for, was very noisy. For, yeah, yeah, baby, it was noisy it? for us, yeah. let alone the baby. Um, she was a joy to chat to. Mm. Um, Sonique was another good one. Very good one. Yeah. Um, she takes her dog everywhere so her little dog was on on the stage with her <laughs> and then was under our feet when she came round to be um, to be interviewed by us yeah. and I remember the little dog running in and out of our yeah. our legs while we were chatting to uh, Sonic it's quite funny because we, we have we have hit a point where, last year we had quite a few come up to us say are you not going to interview me then and of course I, I know a lot of us but I don't know them all I'm like who are you <laughs> and he turns out someone very very famous off, off, off the stage <laughs> I'm like oh hello come on then on you come you know so. Yeah, they've all been very giving of their time. They will have all the acts that we've interviewed at both Bristol and the prides we've done elsewhere, the Western prides. Yeah. Yeah. It's also nice because we, really nice we, we managed to talk to people like Peter Tatchell as well over the years yeah. as well. And mm. that can be very informative. You hear a lot of different things. Uh, What's yes. yours, Terry? What's your the, oh, I know. the best one for you? I th- all of them were very, very good. But uh, I know that I made it in my mum's eyes when we uh, interviewed you and I, Steph, Cheryl Baker and Mike Nolan from Bucks Fizz. Yeah. Uh, she was yeah. my mum was very they were in the them. council offices so we yeah, went yeah. up there didn't we to chat to them and there we was did. a big, big, uh, big banquet hall with a huge load of food <laughs> right across <laughs> and uh, just a few of them in the room yeah they said please take the food <laughs> they were yeah. very nice but lovely <laughs> so, people lovely well we, people, we will so. be live from UK Pride which is happening down at Western Supermare yep. this year and um, that's a two day affair then the following week we will be live from Bristol Pride and then hopefully later in the year we may be live from um, Gloucester Pride um, that one we're still year talking about so yeah. Um, but yeah keep it's your eyes year. on um, um, Bristol Pride because um, obviously uh, they'll be announcing loads more yeah. Yeah. and have a great trans day of visibility yes mm. indeed yes. Mm. So anyway, that's it for another week. As always, as we always say, um, you can catch up on this show and many others. There's a huge, great um, back catalogue of shout-out podcasts, uh, all available online. And um, available on good podcast services, as well as our website, shoutoutradio.lgbt. Next week, The Witness. Uh, But from myself, from Steph and the lovely Terry, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.